guys we bring you another edition of water cooler conversation here where we get uh, you know founders to come and talk about their journey and their their process in general and we try and understand their thought process and how exactly do they approach uh, approach the industry in which they are in today we have satnik roy with us i would love to you know probably understand your childhood journey where exactly did you start off with what exactly were you were your aspirations when when you were in college and what exactly instigated you to start time exchange sure uh, i mean uh, you know uh, i started my entrepreneurial career around say 18 and 19 or right when i was 18 or 19 so my first startup was something which was just in the fintech sector right uh, and uh, it was more of a b2b transactional thing we were doing around the banks all right and uh, to be very honest for the first time when we were starting out right uh, when we were uh, starting out for the first time i did not even know about entrepreneur out there you know and you know felt like yeah, one should register a company before you know even hiring interns because i don't come from a family background of business right uh, that's how my journey started i i think somewhere it was always about Are trying to do something which can create a mark in the world tomorrow, right? Trying to create a brand out there in the world. The the later part is you know the later part is as as it just happened, right? Nothing else. Mm-hmm. Like so, when you were starting, also this, uh, can you just yeah, yeah. run us through your initial? Yeah. So the first startup, what was it about? Uh, what yeah. were you doing? Sure, sure. About my first startup, uh, you know what we started doing is was, was very simple. So we realized between the bank to bank transactions that happen, right? Uh, it usually has a lot of verifications that happen that has to happen, and for those reasons, uh, and it's basically you know, it's basically verifications. It's it's basically verifications on 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 a different scale. One, one what I mean by scale is uh, this could easily be solved through codes and and say algorithms, right? that is something we focused on that is something we had focused on and and the on the first part of that the idea was very simple can we really bring the transactional codes to to an exchange where it is more efficient and out you know somewhere resolve what what takes around say 6 hours 7 hours today to somewhere less than a couple of minutes though it was not as efficient as we thought it to be right but i would somewhere say we we made a uh, made a good progress over there Right, and some part of the IP was 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 uh, was something that was really been taken over and been worked upon in one of the major financial institutions out of London, right? Uh, uh, but that was it. I think every good thing, uh, not every good thing, was should be a great thing, right? Uh, that was the journey, and I realized like probably you know it was too early for us to move into move into such a space or try something such a gigantic. And towards that, I I realized one other thing. Like uh, somewhere we had created something which you know, which of course was was taken uh, taken by 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 cross borders experience over there. Yet I could not build a brand out of it. Right. So building a brand would actually mean can can we really look into a consumer focus segment? And that is and that is where hyper exchange started. And I, I and uh, you know it was totally a consumer focus thing. 
so when we started on right the idea was very simple you know i was based out of my college right and being an aspirational person i was looking for say the iphones and the macs of the world right uh, but uh, i don't want i did not have deep pockets neither did my friends right uh, so the all uh, the the only way down for us the only way down for us is was to was probably to go uh, was probably to go to a you know second hand market somewhere say a gappa market in delhi or kedipur market in kolkata lamington road in bangalore right so but that is somewhere you know you do not trust i mean trust is a major issue over there right i mean someone might given give you a stolen phone or something of that sort right having said that we made some uh, back calculation and we realized it's a 25 billion dollar market back in 2016 i'm saying it's a 25 billion dollar market and 95% of this market is free that's that's an opportunity i mean think about a very similar space in the logistics just ten years back right uh, a, a huge gray market uh where uh, a huge a huge gray market all right uh, the olas and ubers and rivagos of the world came in right uh, structured the market and went down today today uh, today ha huh. so basically today uh, on the other hand if you see uh, post the covid that 2020 happened and was that uh, the entire market changed altogether from a 25 billion dollar market this became a 100 billion dollar market Right. just because you know work from home and study from home started work from home and study from home started so today while you while someone was okay with just one device at home today the uh, same home needs at least four devices right and on the other hand uh, and not just that and on the other hand you know people lost their jobs people had their cuts in salaries and it was no brainer people looking for affordable options much similar to what happened in the us post the great depression right the second hand car market came see and after so the new car market is something which which started happening in india and i think we were you know somewhere i have really been fortunate to be just at the right place at the right time that's all right uh, that's that's a basic background of hyper exchange what we do and why we do right and definitely there has been a lot of technology involvement etc uh in this right microsoft is an investor over here uh, we have been invested by the mindra group uh now we are raising our next round of funds uh, things are happening and i think it's just not a space about refurbish it's not just about the space of aspirational uh, devices gadgets it's also about how important um, you know the the sector of say environment the sector of climate positivity carbon uh, the carbon negativity is being looked at uh, currently i think uh, that itself uh that itself on the on the other hand got a huge huge uh, say backup somewhere i mean uh, there are a lot of esg funds etc globally that are, that are now coming to us and and speaking about all this uh, all these things how how are we challenge challenging the changes out there and i think it's it's probably the best time to be in such a market right now which is evolving like in a 100 billion dollar market a three market and being a brand structuring over there. that's that's absolutely true because i remember so i i was a part of the antler cohort and one of mm-hmm. our cohort members rebello is also actually mm-hmm. doing a similar work i don't know whether you know about them or not they're singapore based no okay they have kind of expanded in uh, the southeast asian market and in australia and uh, mm-hmm. they're doing very well so from what i, I, I what i what i want to 
at least around say 2010, 2011, 2012 year, um, um, in, in this years, right? So the, the basic idea of what changed the entire uh, entire e-commerce and, and, and made this a, 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 a you know, multi-billion dollar industry was a simple three-word thing. It was cash on delivery. In global in global terms, no one had heard of something of of so big, right? Uh, something so big a change in the industry in any any of the country. This was an innovation totally by Flipkart. I mean, Flipkart, you know, the the Bansals were the first one to introduce something like cash on delivery, right? And there were a lot of challenges and say questions around it, like what if the customer does not pay? Uh, this happens, that happens. They said, let's let's try it. Like, let's try it. If we fail, we fail. But if we do not fail, probably in 2021, uh, this startup will, you know, have a $32 billion valuation. In a similar terms, what we did was very, uh, uh, was very different. I mean, we started something called the industry first 12 months roadster warranty. What I mean by that, today, anyone buying a reform device already has a question mark in their mind. Should I or should I not? And say, for example, tomorrow, for any reason, something goes wrong. Tomorrow, for any reason, something goes wrong. Now I tell my service that sit for two hours, check that again, right? And my service guy tells you, come back after seven days. Right? This person will never come, right? Being in a published segment, I'll do that. Sorry, guys. So, Satnik is on the road right now. So, that's the reason why there's some trouble in the uh, in the connection. Uh, he'll just disconnect and reconnect back, back again. Satnik, can you do that or should I disconnect you and you'll rejoin back again? Uh, am I audible now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is much better. Okay, yeah, I just close all the other apps uh, that were there in the background. Yeah. yeah but, um, you know, coming back, so what we did was an industry first 12 months grocery warranty, right? So what I mean by that, you know, anyone buying a refurbished product, the first place, they have already a question mark in their mind. Should I buy or should I not? Right? The next thing that happens is, say, in case something goes wrong, right? Uh, in case something goes wrong, I asked this guy or the, or the person to come down to my service center, sit for two hours, take a token, and my service guy tells you, you know, come back after seven days, you'll get your device. This person will never come back, right? Uh, refurbished device by default does not have a depreciation value because, you know, once once the tag of being a new is gone, it's just gone. It is not a second hand, it's not a third hand, it's not a fourth hand, right? Uh, so I do not have a depreciation depreciation value in this market. What we decided is, how about if you buy an iPhone X, 32 GB, say gold from me today, and something goes wrong. I don't ask you to come down to any of my service center or anything. I don't repair it for you. I just take it back and I replace the device. I replace it with a new refurbished iPhone X, 32 GB gold. So, uh, you know, because there won't be even psychological issues, like say, for example, uh, if I repair it for you today, and you might think, you know, the volume button was not working today. Probably the display is not working as well. And this, this is totally psychological. Uh, so this is one of the one of the most interesting things we did. And I think, you know, this really went to be our headline in, in many of the uh, features we, uh, we have been featured in. 
right? Both internationally and internationally, because this is not something that has ever been checked, right? Think about it. Those ship twelve months warranty, where the entire uh, device is being replaced. So these are few ambitious of the steps. I mean, even if you speak about our IP, uh, the uh, our our R and D is based on Scotland today, University of Edinburgh and University of Strathclyde. We have been working on something called Lifade, which is the world's first diagnostic platform for for for, for cross brands. I mean, every of them, right? Be it an Apple or be it a Samsung, right? Uh, we have seven patents around it. And nothing so ambitious has ever been done before. There have always been ambitious projects we have been we have been working on and we have been successfully executing and probably failing in many as well. But uh, that's that's the bold step forwarding. If you want to bring a, bring a change in the industry altogether, there has to be certain uh, you know certain visions, certain certain ways, and certain I would say uh, uh, certain say steps you should follow. Cannot be done in a, in a in a in a in a regular way because you know all the say say millions of dollars of funding on on day one to probably you know uh, to be there on all the holdings of the city and 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 probably you know market yourself as, as a giant. There has to be innovation that has to be play uh, and fall into place. So other uh, are there any other legitimate competitors out there? Yes, definitely. I think Cashify is doing fairly well. They just raised around fifteen million dollars of funds, right? Uh, 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 there are a couple of them. I mean, uh, if you see, Yansa is a company which has slowed down a, a little uh, over the last uh, past uh, in last couple of years. But uh, definitely, I see there's there's enough competition. I mean, there's enough space for competition, right? Uh, as I just mentioned, a hundred billion dollar industry, Cashify, uh, Yansa, and HyperXs together are not even a billion dollar out there in the market. So it's not about just a competition; it's also about the space for competition. There's enough space for for competition. Okay, one last question from my side, and then we'll we'll open it up for the audience, uh, guys. In case you have sure. any questions, really, uh, I'm sure. So we're speaking about the circular ecosystem. uh of technology so i i have a question actually two questions i have one is around the supply chain uh so uh-huh. i guess you know a, a lot of the focus for you guys would be on the quality of uh, goods that you people are also getting so are there any exactly. parameters that you people follow or do you have any curated list how exactly do you guys source the yes that's very interesting that's a very interesting question and that is exactly you know i probably did not so a light upon but i touched upon in my last answer right friday the the rnd i just mentioned so what we realized on day one is when i when i said this is a 100 billion dollar market the the usual question was if it's such a huge market why aren't the tatas or the ambani's playing in this market right legitimate question and what we realize is this market is free because at the very nodal roots the valuation of a product is never known what i mean by that today say for your, yourself or say any of the listeners over here out there we have a couple of devices at our home we are not using but we are not selling off because the issue is if we go to sell it off someone will take in their hands and say say any device and say iske liye 2000 dunga let's check a number right iske liye 2000 dunga are why 2000 why not 2200 why not 1800 because this guy does not know what is the value of the product what are the There's a data around the product. He just feels, you know, if I take it for two thousand, I can sell it off for five five thousand, right? That's the type of margins in this market. But on the other hand, if I do not know what is the value of a product, 
uh, what is the facts and figures behind a product, I cannot go out there and create a structured billion-dollar business out of here. Right? That is the first thing we focus on, and is, that is the reason Microsoft is on board with us. Right? We call, we created something called the Faraday. The Faraday is a very simple, you know, ATM-like device where you just go over there, place your device, and device goes in, the valuation comes up. These are three simple things: uh, AI, ML, and uh, yeah, your image processing. Image processing it takes the physical conditions of the device, figures out you know uh, scratches, dents, or any other physical issues. And now we are going even deeper, like are these scratches on the screen or are these scratches on the on the say uh, the screen guard? Uh, ML basically uh, checks out what are the sensors working, what are not, right? And last of all, AI to determine what is the current value of the de device in the market and also say what is the demand of that device in the market. So then a lot of other parameters as that goes in. But on an overview, these are the top three things that that um, no, that is used to evaluate uh, each and every device out there, right? And I think that by itself does two things very accurately. One is I mean, improve, improve your margins because you know what is the device you're procuring. You can control its quality, right? And definitely going out, it's, it's also about the time to market. So improvement in margins and time to market are the group of things we see what helps us to monitor the market from any other competitors or say create a structured, uh, structured, a structured economy in the space. So it's basically people. Is it is it is the sourcing happening B two C or it's B two C plus B two B? Do you have like a curated? Uh, of course, it, it has to be it, it has to be B two C plus B two. Uh, I'll 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 give you a small, a small simple example. If it it is just B two C, you can never create a proper distribution channel. Why? Because it's not about the number of people. It's about no one has a loyalty when they're selling, right? When when you are trying to sell a device off, when you are trying to get rid of it, you will give it to anyone who gives you something more, right? Uh, if I give you 100 rupees more, you will give it to me. If someone else gives you, you know, 400 rupees more, you will give it to him. You don't have a loyalty when you are trying to get rid of a device. But when you are buying it, there is something where the loyalty comes into play. There is something where, you know, you think twice before buying. Even if, say, today's champ deal gives you 200 rupees off, you will still buy it from Amazon because you are sure. If you if you order for a cloth, the cloth will come not a brick. Right. So that's that's the type of you know play that is there in terms of procurement. So it has to be both B two B and B two C when you're scaling a business in this market. No, no, absolutely, and it, it makes absolute sense in that sense. Uh, cheers to everyone. Cool. Uh, I'll probably have one more question, and that's basically around the whole idea of reducing e-waste which i guess becomes a cornerstone at least from a you know from a value perspective which is kind of a giving back kind of attitude just wanted to probably touch upon that mm -hmm. because there is a lot of chatter around this whole circular economy so i see yeah are... of course see, my my basic thought on that is you know in terms of say the, the environment uh, there are a lot of things we have been doing other than our, our you know principal business model for every product we sell, we plant a tree. Right? Uh, so basically, you know, selling around oddly 20, 25,000 devices a month. Right? Uh, in a year, we are almost planting a forest. I mean, that's a commitment from our side to the planet. And, and apart from that, I mean, you know, uh, I would definitely say the principal business model is based on on something which uh, which is today uh, 
sustainability on, on as the headlines right? uh, and building a sustainable economy building something you know uh, climate positive uh, is is definitely where you are to, you are doing much more than just trading on the business of it and i think you know, I, i really feel proud and honored to be part of such a such a say change revolution or say such a way of life today where more more and so more people are are actually coming in and taking for taking this uh, forward in, in a different way so thanks to everyone out there and i mean uh, uh, i see this i i definitely see this as of course you know from a insight perspective i i see this as as as, a, as one of the biggest changes that happened in, in the industry for a period of time i mean every if uh, you know every say decade or so has at least two to three industries that grow i mean we have seen the uh, the, the fintech and, and probably the logistic space grow in the last decade I, i definitely believe this market the reform market the recycle market the us market or say the environment focused market these are the market which will you know get a lot of hype and and see a lot of growth in you know in the near future So guys, I'll just open up the floor uh, for questions. Anybody has a question? Please shoot it out to Satnik Durga. And sorry, I am, yeah. I'm really sorry to everyone. Uh, like, <laughs> you know, there has been a lot of disturbances since we started, but I think uh, we we got it off. Yeah, Thank yeah. you so much. Yeah, go on. Go ahead. Yep, Sohail, I will. I will go with that. Uh, thanks, thanks, Satnik, for your uh, wonderful session. I have a couple of questions. First sure. thing is. uh so what is your uh, unique selling proposition here uh definitely i think the unique selling proposition over here is two things first and foremost uh i would say the technology we have today right which allows us to control the entire market than anyone else and right because as, as i just mentioned right today the recent this is a this is a market opportunity of a of a, you know you know not just couple of billions of dollars but hundreds of billions of dollars yet 95% of this market is clay because at the very roots at the very uh, very nodes right uh, no one knows the the uh, the value for device knowing that by itself it's not about just the data we process of, of every device at the back end it's also about knowing the facts and figures of these devices right that that is something i i definitely feel you know structures this market and helps us control the market uh, any way better than anyone other any other player out there in the market that's the first one another thing i would always definitely say the trust element we are, we, we are build up upon uh, as as a credibility factor in, in our growth story sense i mean definitely this is something replicable this is not 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 this is not something i entry clear right but being the industry first is definitely where you know in a different wave and motion on the market okay and uh, so my second question is so uh, do you have any idea to expand your uh, uh, your product segment to other products apart from the electronics then so uh, do you have any any expansion plans of hello? your product segment yeah can you hear satnik uh sorry you uh, i just lost you for a second could you just uh, yeah, come back yeah. so i'll i'll just repeat the question yeah i can i can Could you repeat the question please asking whether do you have any expansion plans in other appliances or tech categories apart from smartphones 
इट्स नॉट जस्ट स्मार्टफोन्स वी डू स्मार्टफोन्स लैपटॉप्स टेलीविजन्स एक्सेसरीज टैबलेट्स राइट दोस आर द फाइव थिंग्स वी हैव फोकस्ड ऑन बट डेफिनेटली 85% ऑफ आवर बिजनेस इज स्टिल स्मार्टफोन्स राइट एंड वी वांट टू बी फोकस्ड इन दिस फाइव थिंग्स करेंटली मे बी समथिंग एल्स डाउन द लाइन बट नॉट इन सम नॉट समथिंग इन माइंड राइट अवे ओके सो माय लास्ट क्वेश्चन sure it's like so once uh, once you verify the uh, the product like for example the smartphone yeah. and uh, there may be uh, only one component might be defective like the battery so in that case yeah. you just replace the battery alone and you sell it or you completely discard that product no 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 just a battery okay thanks a lot guys thank you thanks a lot rudra for the question anybody else has a question sir a lot of guys yeah yeah but go on uh, yeah hi satni uh, thanks for coming hey, thank uh, you so yeah. much yeah. yeah i i've been like uh, searching a lot of uh, startups in startups and social enterprises in electronics market and like mm-hmm. I, i wanted to ask you about uh, have you heard of karo sambhav by any chance karo sambhav yeah it's a it's uh, a electronics social enterprise and okay like, uh, it usually like it has repair shops and it it is basically organizing all the electronic waste market and it has a lot of school programs also i think it uh, you know uh, collaborated with the indian government also so yeah like uh, what's your take on this like uh, i haven't but I'll... i haven't heard of it but definitely that is something look up uh, yeah there is some upgrade Yeah. Yeah. So, like, what's your take on like uh, this electronics waste market? Like, should it be more towards capitalistic approach, like your HyperX, or should it be more towards uh, a social enterprise thing? <laughs> Very interesting question. I mean, uh, you know, uh, a lot of ways to look at, look around it. But I think uh, you know, on the other terms, there are two elements to this, right? Uh, uh, see, at the grassroots, everything goes. to a certain extent but on on a global scale if if you if you if you're predicting something on a global scale but that is a different approach altogether completely right we cannot probably probably you know somewhere we cannot we have to differentiate both and we have to find a correct amalgamation of of both the things unless the grassroots grows at the top i i definitely feel like the the global market does not grow but other say in terms of the consumer uh, intake If you do not create a global brand out there at the grassroots, these people will never be able to come up to that stage where you know they are getting a premium for the services they are providing. Right. So both these markets have to grow independently on their own at first, and then then work together to uh, to figure out you know how it's a win-win situation for everyone. That's my take. That is what I believe in personally. I had one follow-up question also. Sure. What do you think uh, will uh... grow more in the future like the recycling industry or the refurbishing industry mm, uh, uh, in terms of capital i see capital. Uh, see uh, see refurbishing if you there are two ways to look at it right recycling is more of a b2b right it's more of a b2b while refurbish is more of a b2c because it's the end product that goes out to the customer right so while the premium i mean uh, Uh, while you charge a premium because you are creating a consumer focused brand and so refurbish makes a sense on that aspect but unless uh, the b2b is happening on on a larger scale 
which is the numbers right uh, in that case i don't see refurbishment as an industry growing so it's basically two ways around it so basically in terms of recycling you can say you are making a dime out of say uh, selling one crore products and on the other hand in, in terms of selling a refurb right you are probably making a 100 dollars selling one device right so both of this industry definitely terms uh, the as i just mentioned recycling is more of a b2b and refurb is is more of a end customer product so it's more of a b2c you have a scope an opportunity to charge a premium but b2b definitely has has a higher uh, has a has a higher scale and number so both has its own growth and its own advantage yeah thanks thanks any that's a very valid point here uh, i guess i don't know matlab to your question uh, buttercookies uh, what's your actual name i'm really sorry danish danish so danish uh, i don't know but i probably need to we probably need to have a separate discussion around this whole social enterprise aspect because here i always believe that for a system to be sustainable it needs to make profit mm-hmm. in some form or the other or it to yeah. survive i, I completely completely agree otherwise you are dependent not on your performance but on somebody else's goodwill and that is exactly that is a very that quite risky that's a very different way to and of course you know those those enterprises are good but that cannot be your sole breadwinner right so yeah yeah so it's not about the bread even if you look at it on the other way down you know i have been part of many you know organizations nationally and internationally which are which are focused towards uh, social changes right uh, social changes as in upliftment of the of the society you know uh, the ngos you talked about different what i really don't like about many of them is is most of them work on donations why can't we have if you are speaking about social entrepreneurship why can't we have a system right but it's why it's not generating revenue there can be 100 different ways you know someone who is looking forward in in such a space is happy to re- uh, reach out to me we can have a separate discussion on this i can help you and guide you whatever space you're looking at right we be paid pay in terms of transgender pay in terms of uh, labor what whatsoever uh, as for you working on i am happy to help you out but i do not feel in any way that uh, there has anything to do with capitalism or or, or social entrepreneurship uh, as 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 a different aspect i mean things has to grow on their own it has to be organic money has to flow in to keep this growth happening else uh, else it's about a future which which you know probably you cannot control yourself and that makes no sense to me also like uh, as a practitioner mentioned like uh, there are a lot of social enterprises coming which have a proper business model and do not exactly exactly, exactly. Yeah. that's the way forward that is yeah. the way forward yeah 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 true thanks a lot danish for the question anybody anybody else has a question i have i have a few i'll i'll go through them to that but anybody else has a, has any question here sam prad sanshekar cool i'll probably go then um i basically sadly wanted to take and you know probably it's now like you know so i'll probably get into the a little bit of a generic topic where so you mm-hmm. have been a kind of a founder right from your college days right correct and and wanted to probably take 
your perspective on uh, you know starting up a company in college because you know you do not have that much of a perspective you haven't worked anywhere you haven't seen how business mm-hmm. works and then you are really? basically taking your of course it's the first step in your journey and you are bound to make mm-hmm. a lot of mistakes a lot of lot really? of start student founders that we come across are really delusional because probably their priorities are not not right you know they sometimes focus on the fame aspect a lot more rather than the business aspect of things and and mm. doing so i probably wanted to you know touch upon the fact that what kind of skills or what kind of mindset should a student founder basically have uh if we start see no in terms of my personal life what i experience over the time right? uh, being a student founder has its own advantage and disadvantage right in terms of advantage you are you can take a lot of higher risks than someone who is starting probably in their mid 30s or say early 40s or even later whatsoever right uh, because it's tough to be in a job give up a job and come back to something where it's a total risk factor and even then you know your family comes up uh There are a lot of things to take to take care about. Uh, early in your uh, early early in your life, say say in your early twenties, etc., which is probably a time you can take a lot of risks. Right, uh, you can fail fail multiple times, get up, come back to the journey, and that is exactly uh, that is exactly what happened with me. On the other hand, I I would say experience is definitely a a, a huge challenge. I mean. i have goofed up so many times and so many in so many things right i and i believe you know uh, it's one of the major challenges i had always faced and i, I sometimes wish somewhere i could i could you know really uh, really had a better experience than and starting up but as i just mentioned the end of the day one thing that is important is persistence it's not a overnight journey it's not about you know just making to the headlines on day one it's about a journey you know say the forbes thing right uh, the first time i heard about forbes i was 19 back then the time i make it to forbes i am 26 right now right right so seven years of journey since i just know about forbes and probably my entrepreneurial journey before that right so as i just mentioned everything has its advantage everything has its disadvantage one thing is is, is your persistence persistence how clear is your vision and is it something you want to give all probably your teen life and everything around it that's very important to answer for yourself uh, once that is clear i think everything else falls in place it will take time you will have your falls you will have your ups everything will, will will be a journey a roller coaster journey but we work what that no no absolutely absolutely and in terms of mindset uh especially mm-hmm. if you are a first time founder what are the basic things that you should keep in mind when you are starting up i mean apart from of course the persistence and all that what are the nothing key? i i say i say nothing you cannot figure out everything on day one you have to learn the entire thing on the, in a, in a journey that's the journey about if you are clear about everything say what are the things you should have in mind on day one i don't think any founder does right when when we are a first time founder or say when we are starting at our Early age of eighteen, nineteen. What we have in the mind, we don't have anything. We probably have seen the the great stories of jobs and probably say Zuckerberg, and we want to be that down the line. Definitely, the clarity comes once we go ahead in the journey. Once we start loading things up, once we start probably failing, once we start probably closing deals, 
friends once we start rising right and those things are happening then the clarity comes up but day one i don't think anyone has a clarity that is okay that is a that is a way that it should be you cannot you cannot pass your uh, board examinations in your class 1 you have to struggle all the way through class 10 to give your you know attempt your first board exams that's the journey of there Sense and this is what we tell all our founders. That's the that's the tagline of the builders club as well. So we say that keep building no matter what. You should never stop. Yeah. <laughs> right. I uh, will take one last question if there are any. Otherwise, we'll uh, I'll have one question and we'll close. Anybody has a question? Why you have to keep building? Because you have to build. Yes, sir. Can I go next? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, hey, Sapni, thanks for doing this. Probably, I guess I didn't know that you would be traveling this much. So, no, that's, that's fine. Now. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. So, Even uh, my, I would, I knew I, I would be traveling. It just happened. <laughs> But anyway, yeah. So, yeah okay. Cool. Uh, so, I had this question that, okay, so uh, what do you think that a tag plays uh, in the role of a subject? Maybe like now you have got a tag of like top thirty and thirty. So How does it affect the whole startup, and as well as an individual like you? So, that, yeah, is it brings responsibilities to make it happen, or what else? Uh, I think, I think in terms of credibility, definitely builds a lot of credibility, right? You know, post that uh, there have been while you know it's usually us uh, trying to figure out investors, right? Uh, there have been a lot of you know very well known funds out there in the market which have reached out to me post. it happened right i i think somewhere that credibility has played, played a role in terms of a personal life definitely you know your close friends families uh, and peers uh, definitely celebrated right uh, you really feel something elevated on day one as usual life goes on right uh, there's a next big thing now you're looking forward to that's how it is Oh yeah, it's great. Yeah, so really good. Thanks, Kapil. Uh, thank. I think we should uh, call this one to a close. Thanks a lot, Satnik. Satnik, how was your experience? This overall conversation. It was a shorter one. Uh, I loved it. I loved it. Look, I loved it. Looking forward uh, for one more, maybe uh, on on a on a on a day for. Yeah, yeah. So Loving it. Thank you so much. Talk about it. Uh, thanks a Definitely. lot. Definitely.